Hi, and welcome to Seeking the Gospel Truth. I'm Giselle Aguiar. We've been going through the Old Testament, seeing how Jesus and his gospel factors into every story. If you've missed any of them, search through the podcast or vlog for the studies on the books of Genesis through Ruth. As we continue God's story, which is really our story, I am changing how we go through the bulk of the rest of the Old Testament. If you read the Bible from cover to cover, the historical books get a bit confusing as the timeline isn't straight. My goal is to, as for the next studies, is to do them in historical sequence. So we'll bounce around the Old Testament, but the stories will make better sense. Jesus is the hero of the entire Bible, and we'll find him everywhere as we go along. Um, you'll also see how the Old Testament sets us up for the New Testament. And I've covered most of the New Testament, and you can find those studies along with podcast playlists on my blog. I pray that as you hear this message, it will inspire you to study the Bible daily for yourself. Seek the truth. I pray that God opens your heart and eyes and mind to understand what his spirit is trying to tell you. And as you become rooted in the word, you'll also be rooted in hope, joy, and peace. Let's dig in. First Kings 13. Everybody will face the judgment of God one day. Sin at your own risk. Disobey God at your own risk. Get it? Can the truth be any clearer? When we left King Jeroboam, the new king of the northern kingdom of Israel, he had started his own cult of convenience. Make no mistake, he started his own fake religion. See, we humans needed to worship, need to worship someone or something. God made us that way so that we would turn to him and worship and obey him only. That's why he gave us free will. Moreover, he gave us the Bible, the word of God, filled with instructions on how to live our lives while we're still here on earth. With that said, don't we humans have a hard time following instructions? <laughs> We think we can do better. We think we know better. We don't. This next chapter in our story illustrates this perfectly. Let's dig in. First Kings 13. At the Lord's command, a man of God from Judah went to Bethel, arriving there just as Jeroboam was approaching the altar to burn incense. Then at the Lord's command, he shouted, Oh, altar, altar, this is what the Lord says. A child named Zo Josiah will be born into the dynasty of David. On you, he will sacrifice the priest from the pagan shrines who come here to burn incense and human bones will be burned on you. That same day, the man of God gave a sign to prove his message. He said, the Lord has promised to give this sign. This altar will split apart and its ashes will be poured out on the ground. When King Jeroboam heard the man of God speaking against the altar at Bethel, he pointed at him and shouted, seize that man. But instantly the king's hand became paralyzed in that position and he couldn't pull it back. At the same time, a wide crack appeared in the altar and the ashes poured out. Just as the man of God had predicted, in his message from the Lord. The king cried out to the man of God, please ask the Lord your God to restore my hand again. 
So the man of God prayed to the Lord and the king's hand was restored and he could move it again. Then the king said to the man of God, come to the palace with me and have something to eat and I will give you a gift. But the man of God said to the king, even if you gave me half of everything you own, I would not go with you. I would not eat or drink anything in this place. For the Lord gave me this command, you must not eat or drink anything while you are there and do not return to Judah by the same way you came. So he left Bethel and went home another way. As it happened, there was an old prophet living in Bethel and his sons came and told him what the man of God had done in Bethel that day. They also told their father what the man has said to the king. The old prophet asked them, which way did he go? So they showed their father which road the man of God had taken. Quick, saddle the donkey, the old man said. So they saddled the donkey for him and he mounted it. Then he rode after the man of God and found him sitting under a great tree. The old prophet asked him, are you the man of God who came from Judah? Yes, I am, he replied. Then he said to the man of God, come home with me and eat some food. No, I cannot, he replied. I am not allowed to eat or drink anything here in this place. For the Lord gave me this command. You must not eat or drink anything while you are there. And do not return to Judah by the same way you came. But the old prophet said, I am a prophet too, just as you are. And an angel gave me this command from the Lord, bring him home with you so he can have something to eat and drink. But the old man was lying to him. So they went back together and the man of God ate and drank at the prophet's home. Then while they were sitting at the table, a command from the Lord came to the old prophet. He cried out to the man of God from Judah, this is what the Lord says, you have defied the word of the Lord and have disobeyed the command the Lord your God gave you. You came back to this place and ate and drank where he told you not to eat or drink. Because of this, your body will not be buried in the grave of your ancestors. After the man of God had finished eating and drinking, the old prophet saddled his own donkey for him. And the man of God started off again. But as he was traveling along, a lion came out and killed him. His body lay there on the road with the donkey and the lion standing beside it. People who passed by saw the body lying in the road and the lion standing beside it, and they went and reported it in Bethel, where the old prophet lived. When the prophet heard the report, he said, it is the man of God who disobeyed the Lord's command. The Lord has fulfilled his word by causing the lion to attack and kill him. Then the prophet said to his son, saddle a donkey for me. So they saddled the donkey and he went out and found the body lying in the road. The donkey and lion were still standing there beside it, for the lion had not eaten the body nor attacked the donkey. So the prophet laid the body of the man on the donkey and took it back to the town to mourn over him and bury him. He laid the body in his own grave, crying out in grief, oh, my brother. Afterward, the prophet said to his son, when I die, bury me in the grave where the man of God is buried. Lay my bones beside his bones. For the message the Lord God told him to proclaim against the altar in Bethel and against the pagan shrines in the towns of Samaria will certainly come true. But even after this, Jeroboam did not turn from his evil ways. He continued to choose priests from the common people. He appointed anyone who wanted to become a priest for the pagan shrines. 
This became a great sin and resulted in utter destruction of Jeroboam's dynasty from the face of the earth. So the decline of Israel continues. Jeroboam started his own fake religion, a cult of convenience that was against God's laws. So God sent an unnamed prophet to set things straight. One of his prophecies came true right then and there as the altar splits in two, spilling the ashes. The prophecy of Josiah won't be fulfilled for another 300 years, and we'll meet him in 2 Kings. Every word of God will be fulfilled regardless of the speaker. Sin is judged harshly. God doesn't tolerate disobedience from anyone, not even kings and prophets. Look at the kings who disobeyed God and what happened to them. Saul, David, Solomon, and then the unnamed prophet. Worse are those who lead other people to sin. Who is leading you to sin? If you have the Holy Spirit in your heart, he'll help you discern what is truth and what are lies. We are without excuse because we have the unchanging spirit-breathed word of God. Study the Bible daily so you have his word engraved in your heart. That way you can better resist temptation just like Jesus did when he was tempted in the wilderness by Satan. Furthermore, God will never contradict himself. His word speaks for him. As Paul wrote in Galatians 1.8, let God's curse fall on anyone including us or even an angel from heaven who preaches a different kind of good news than the one we preach to you. Couldn't be any clearer. John wrote, 1 John 4, verse 1, Dear friends, do not believe everyone who claims to speak by the Spirit. You must test them to see if the Spirit they have comes from God, for there are many false prophets in the world. Be like the Bereans in Acts 17, verse 11, and the people of Berea were more open-minded than those of Thessalonica. And they listened eagerly to Paul's message. They searched the scriptures day after day to see if Paul and Silas were teaching the truth. You cannot expect to disobey God's word and get away with it. Nope. Paul wrote in Romans 6, verse 23, For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus, our Lord. Have you accepted Jesus's free gift of eternal life? You can't do it yourself or through a church, only through Jesus. If you're not sure if you're saved or not, if you truly want to be born again and have the assurance of salvation, receive the Holy Spirit and get a one-way nonstop ticket to heaven after you die or that you won't be left behind at the rapture, this is what you have to do. Believe, repent, be baptized, and receive the Holy Spirit. So believe, have faith that Jesus is the Christ and he died taking your sins away forever and that he rose from the dead three days later. Repent of your sins. Stop sinning. Do a complete 180 degree turn in your life and surrender your life to him. Be baptized. Show the world and yourself that you have died to your old life and are born again in Christ and then receive the Holy Spirit in your heart. So what are you waiting for? Invite Jesus into your heart and receive the gift and confident hope of eternal life. You don't know what to say. You don't know what to do. There's a prayer in the show notes 
or you can click on over to my blog. The link is in the show notes and click where it says how to invite Jesus into your heart. And in the bottom of today's blog, I've got two worship songs for you, Broken Things and Graves into Gardens. Soli Deo Gloria, to God alone be the glory. Thank you for listening to this episode. I pray that the Holy Spirit, the author of scripture, touched your heart to reveal the gospel truth that our hope of salvation is through Jesus Christ alone. If you have any comments or questions, feel free to reach out to me via my website or social media. I encourage you to read the Bible daily and seek the truth for yourself. I recommend that you download two free Bible study apps, the YouVersion Bible app and Through the Word. Friends, we are living in strange, crazy times, the last days, the end times. But know that things aren't falling apart, they are falling into place. Jesus said in Revelation 3, 20-22, Look, I stand at the door and knock. If you hear my voice and open the door, I will come in, and we will share a meal together as friends. Those who are victorious will sit with me on my throne, just as I was victorious and sat with my father on his throne. Anyone with ears to hear must listen to the Spirit and understand what he is saying to the churches. Jesus is knocking. It's up to you to open the door. Peter told us in 2 Peter 3.9, The Lord isn't really being slow about his promise, as some people think. No, he is being patient for your sake. He does not want anyone to be destroyed or perish, but wants everyone to repent. Jesus is coming back soon. Are you ready? Repent of your sins and invite Jesus into your heart right now. If you don't know what to say, there's a prayer in the show notes and on my blog. Jesus said in Matthew 24, 14, and the good news about the kingdom will be preached throughout the whole world so that all nations will hear it and then the end will come. Soli Deo Gloria, to God alone be the glory.